Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. So today's episode 127, in which I'm going to talk about how life is a contact sport. I came across this great quote today, and it simply said, Life is a contact sport. The more people you make contact with, the better. Ken Cragnan, I believe is how you say his name. And that kind of got me to thinking. I, I kind of got this great illustration of a football game and this great vision of a football game happening and people bouncing off one another and and uh, you know the the more people you bounce off of, the more you're probably going to accomplish at the end of the day, right? Whether you're playing on the defensive end, you definitely want to touch as many people as you can, or even if you're kind of more of an offensive type position, you know you you're definitely going to have to break through a line of people in order to get where you're going. Um, but either way, significant contact is going to need to be made, and that's kind of how life is, right? No matter where you're going, you're going to need to make some serious contact along the way. Because, you know, as much as we might luck to prize ourselves as being these individuals who just pull ourselves up by the proverbial bootstraps and and that we just are these self-made men and women who just do these great things, the truth is no man is an island and no man has ever done truly anything alone, Uh, especially in a uh, capitalist society such as we live in, in which um, wealth is created by mutually working with other people to exchange goods and services and by therefore creating value for, for other individuals who benefit from the goods and services that you exchange. Well, life is kind of like that. The more people you come in contact with, the, the greater opportunity you have, as uh, Dr. Tatum used to say in Bible college as he handed out tests, the opportunity just to try to be a blessing. <laughs> and you know, the, the more people you have uh, in, in your life, the more people you have opportunity to connect with, the more opportunity you have to be a blessing to somebody else. And frankly, the more opportunity somebody else has a uh, opportunity to be, to be a blessing to you. At the end of the day, our personal relationships is what ultimately makes us strong and wealthy. I also came across this great quote uh, by a man of the name of Rich Cooper, where he said, your network is your net worth. And I thought that was kind of intriguing because usually, especially as a financial guy, when I think of somebody's net worth, I think of dollars and cents. I think of 401ks. I think of stock portfolios. I think of real estate. I think of things that people have in their savings. I think of their paycheck. I think of the assets they own that provides their net worth and that makes somebody rich on paper, you know? But in truth, the real wealth is the friends we made along the way. The people whose lives we are able to connect with and exchange something of value 
and putting something into their life and pouring something out into their life and having them reciprocate that. Again, we can't do all this stuff on our own. But you know, with that said, the name of the game isn't just simply to make contact with as many people as you can. You got to be careful about who you connect with and who you contact with. Because if, if you come in contact with uh, former Chicago linebacker, refrigerator Perry, <laughs> you know, it's going to be like hitting a wall. And that's not going to be a good experience <laughs> for you. Um, but, you know, you need, you need to be careful who you make contact with. And you can't just allow whoever happens to come into your life to just come into your life and to, to hold a place there. There's a great quote that says, You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that's by John Roan. So just don't make friends with anybody and everything. It says in Proverbs 13, 20, One who walks with wise people will be wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. So along the way of life, you truly have to make an analysis of who the people you're coming in contact with and decide if there's actually something meaningful worth pursuing there and if they make you a better person. It also says elsewhere in Proverbs that iron sharpens iron, and so does one man another. And at the end of the day, if I'm going to become like the, the people who I spend the most time with, and if I'm hanging out with wise people, I'm going to become wise, and if I'm hanging out with fools, I'm going to suffer harm, then I want to be careful about who I hang out with. Because if iron is going to sharpen iron, and one man another... I want to be one of those really sharp tools in the shed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to be somebody who's dull. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to be surrounded with other smart people. I don't want to just be surrounded with people who, you know, just carry on and have a good old time and, and just, you know, shoot the crap. But I want to be around people of substance, of people of character. People of integrity, people who are honest, people who make me a better me. And hopefully in the process, I can pour out something in their lives to make them better and be a source of blessing to them. And all this advice, with life being a contact sport, all this advice about who you hang out with, this is true whether it comes to life, to love, or business. And you know, sometimes we get a little desperate when it comes to our personal relationships because forming genuine relationships with other people is often hard. And sometimes we have this tendency to want to settle. We'll just be like, well, they'll do for now. Yet, it's that they'll do for now that eventually causes us to hang out with people maybe that we wouldn't want to otherwise hang around with, but we just don't like being lonely. And that ultimately causes us to be dragged down into the muck and the mire of this world. And sometimes it's hard to form genuine relationships with meaningful people because everybody's always so dang busy all the time. And you know, it's thoughts like this 
that ultimately led me to when uh, my wife and I separated this past summer to uh, I, I had the opportunity my parents offered for me to move from Charlotte, North Carolina area all the way up to where they live currently in Richmond, Virginia and uh, live with them there and kind of reset life there. And it was tempting to jump on that. It was really tempting to jump on that because I was like, man, it'd be so great to have a fresh start, new location, all that sort of stuff. But I ultimately decided against it. And I decided against it as much as I love my parents and, and my younger brother who lives up in Virginia uh, with them in that area. I ultimately decided not to move to Virginia because I ultimately decided that here in Charlotte, I've lived the past some 30 odd years of my life. And I've developed a large network of connections of people whose lives, whose friendships I find invaluable. And even though at one point I wondered if maybe my personal network wasn't actually quite small and that maybe I wasn't as well loved as, you know, maybe I had hoped I would be. In truth, I found all the connections that I had made over the years, all the relationships I had formed, all the people whose lives I had poured into at one time or another or them into me. I found that when it was time to restart my, my life as, as a bachelor here in Charlotte, to move out of my marital home and sell it and, and to find a new place to live, I found out the tremendous blessing of having people coming out of the woodwork, beating down the door for the opportunity to help me move. And on the day I moved out of my marital home into my current townhouse that I'm renting, 15 people, 15 people showed up to help me move. I didn't have to hire any movers. All I had to go do was rent a U-Haul. And I don't think I would have had that blessing and have been able to move so quickly. I was able to move all my belongings out of my marital home and into my new home within three hours. Within three hours of pulling up the U-Haul to the house, was able to load the truck, drive it across town, and unload it. That's an amazing thing. That's an amazing thing to think because I know leading up to the time of my moving, I had asked a lot of people more than I thought I would ever get responding to me <laughs> to see if they would be helping me move. I probably asked, I think it was like 17 people. I asked more than I thought I would need because I was like, surely there's going to be a lot of last minute cancellations and people not showing up uh, in order to help me move because again, every, everybody's busy, right? But it turns out the day I moved, the 17 people I asked to come help move. 15 showed up. Life is a contact sport. The more people you make contact with, the better. 
I'm, I'm so glad I didn't move as much as it would. I would love to see my parents on a daily basis again and, and eat with them and drink with them and, and share life with them. You know, I'm glad to know that I also have this amazing network of people, of, of friends who can show up for me just when I need them the most. And that is a great thing. Just as I quoted at the beginning of this podcast, your network is your net worth. Oh, was it in uh, the one Jimmy Stewart movie? No man who is poor who has friends. Yeah, that's so true. I might have a couple dollars to my name in my piggy bank, but I'm even wealthier when it comes to the number of people who love me and I them. And all because over the times of the years, as life has gone by, I've sought to, to make meaningful contact with people, to, to find times and to make times, to sit down with people whom I'm interested in, to just simply eat and drink with, and to always be building a bigger table in my life so that there can always be one more chair at that table for somebody to sit down and get to know me and I them. And you know, that's kind of been the idea behind this podcast. If you were to go back and listen to episode zero, uh, about, or just go to the jimmystable.com slash about page, you know, that's what jimmystable.com is all about. It's Jimmy's table. I, I've, I've made this podcast so that I might sit down with you for a few minutes each week and just have a little conversation about faith, about life, about culture. As I used to say, sometimes food. <laughs> there will be still some talking about food even if I drop that from the slogan for those of you who wonder. But you know, if you want to build community, you have to do so intentionally. It won't happen by accident. And I've found over the years that the best way to do that is simply to ask people, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee. Let's go get something to drink. Oh, man, I've thrown something on my smoker out back. You want to come over later and eat ribs? Man, if you can learn to eat some, make some ribs, you're never going to be without a friend. <laughs> you know, it's true. That's why uh, at church, you know, a, a church event versus... Uh, a church event with food and a church event without food, just, just see which one gets attended better. I promise you, every single time, it's going to be the church event with food that gets better attended. It's kind of one of those little tricks and secrets of ministry that they don't quite teach you in Bible college, but it's something, you know, maybe you've learned hopefully along the way. If you want to build community, do so around food. Because at the end of the day, we all have to eat and drink, Right? And I think it's just one of those spiritual acts that God has designed for us as the social creatures that we are, as these, these beings infused with the imprint of the triune God upon our souls who have this innate desire for community. And God learned long ago by pressing that stamp in us that the best way to have community is through a common meal. Whenever God wanted to change the world, if you study the scriptures closely, you'll see how important a common meal 
was at the greatest stages of redemptive history all throughout the scriptures, whether we're talking about the exodus of the Jews out of Egypt, or whether we are talking about the, the Lord's Supper and the forming of Christian community through that, and all the other meals the Bible talks about in between. <laughs> and if you notice, if you study the Gospels closely, you'll discover that Jesus did a lot of ministry, but not a lot of it was from a pulpit. Not a lot of it was from on a mountainside. Not a lot of it was from, you know, just this standalone conversation where he preaches three points and then has a nice day. Rather, most of the ministry that Jesus performed throughout his life was simply by sitting down with others. We have to be willing to break bread and sit shoulder to shoulder with people if we wish to form meaningful community in our lives. If life is going to be a contact sport, we're going to have to reach out. We're going to have to touch somebody. And we're going to have to do that through the breaking of bread, the sitting of shoulder to shoulder, the passing of the fried chicken, <laughs> the drinking of a common cup. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com. Episode 127, Life is a Contact Sport. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And I hope as you uh, sit down and prepare to have Thanksgiving with your family this week, if you are listening to this podcast, it is being broadcast the week going into Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving for, for those of you who live in Canada and elsewhere. Uh, but as you sit down and, uh, you know, have Thanksgiving and have turkey, whether it be smoked, fried, or baked, um, or even tofu, <laughs> you know, I hope that you're able to have meaningful connections with people, that you're able to genuinely look to pour yourself into somebody else's life and to have open yourself so that they can pour themselves into you and realize that if you don't have a lot of guests at Thanksgiving this year, that maybe next year you might have the opportunity, if you start working now, to put out an extra chair for Thanksgiving, to have somebody new over, to build a bigger table. Again, everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com, or share it with a friend. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. Give it your glowing five-star review on places you can give five-star reviews at. And if you haven't subscribed yet, I would encourage you to do so. You can go to jimmystable.com slash subscribe. And there you can find whatever fun way you wish to, to subscribe to this podcast that works for you, whether it's through Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google, or even just by old-fashioned email updates. So again, everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com, where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Take care, everybody. God bless. Have a good one. And happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Have you seen the light? Yes! Yes! I have seen the light! Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. 
So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you.